Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diverse space. Let's do this. I am really excited to come to you today with a new episode on Twin Flames and Soulmates. I prefer to call it actually Soul Contracts, and you're going to understand as we progress this episode why. Now, I've just watched over the weekend a documentary called Escaping Twin Flames um, that actually started to air on the 6th of October on Netflix, at least in the UK, and apparently new episodes have dropped in on the 8th of November. Now, the concept of twin flames and soulmates is vastly misunderstood in spiritual circles, but it's talked about a lot, and it's a sedu seductive um, concept. Uh, but I want you to remember that one of my passions on this podcast is to keep you safe on your spiritual journey. So I have already done episode two, how to cult-proof your spiritual journey so um, we invite you to go back to that episode if you haven't watched it already or to go back to it anywhere even if you watched it in the context of, of twin flames because i was made aware from this documentary that there are a lot of people in the spiritual landscape who are exploiting our deep deeply rooted desire to find the soulmate the person who we, is going to make us complete who's going to make us happy uh, within us um, for their own purposes and their own uh, personal gain, okay? And before we dive into the meat of this episode, I want to bust th three myths around um, twin flames, okay? Um, I think we need a definition, though. Uh, and the definition of twin flames that I'm going to go with is two souls who were once uh, one soul, and have the same energy consciousness, okay? So it comes from the idea that we are all um, split, like cells, actually, in a way. It's almost like God was the initial cell. Of course, that doesn't uh, work too well with the human body because you need, um, you need an egg and a spermatozoid um, to create a baby. But let's suppose if God was ever one big mass of consciousness then god would have started to split itself into little bits maybe let out those little bubbles which were the first souls and then these souls might have been split into more souls or whatever although i kind of feel uh, and this is not scripted interestingly but i kind of feel that because source um or god is this universal love consciousness that is first eternal and limitless uh, there's no limit to how many souls um source can create off its own energy but so why would 
there need to be a twin film concept? I'm not entirely sure. We're playing with ideas here. Um, I can't say that I have the truth. Uh, and as with everything I discuss on this podcast, take what feels right for you and leave the rest. But keep an open mind. That's all I'm going to say. So the first myth um, that derived directly from the concept of twin flame is that you are not complete without your soulmate or your twin flame. And I want to debunk that myth because it's a very, very, very dangerous one, whether we're talking soulmates or even in romantic partnerships. Um, we are complete as we are. We live in a culture that worships the couple um, as the norm. Um, if you are single, if you've decided to be single or if you have remained single for any long period of time, you will quickly um, butt against or hit against a lot of the way that society is organized that doesn't welcome single people or does not consider single people as um, uh, the norm or, or desirable, whatever it is. So you know what I'm talking about. But until we debunk that myth that we're not complete without someone else, then we are likely to enter relationships with a dysfunctional um, I'm going to say mentality or, um, or or energy, dysfunctional energy. The second myth is that when you find your soulmate, your twin flame, it's going to be this perfect relationship. Um, that's the stuff of fairy tales. Okay, And again, you can see that culturally, there's this whole body of work uh, through the fairy tales, actually, that are of much perpetuated by Disney uh, through all the, the, the children films, which does concern me a lot now because what kind of model are we, um, you know, imposing on our children? Um, we're still pretty much putting that pressure of the happily ever after, the couple, the couple with children, uh, preferably the uh, heterosexual couple, all that sort of thing. I don't think that's healthy. So that's the second myth. The third myth is that your twin flame is your only true love. These three myths, I want to debunk not just because they're myth, but because they're toxic. Okay. We are talking here toxic spirituality. And which is why um, people like the twin flame universe can feed on those unrealistic expectations and that deep seated desire to feel whole again. But this is bypassing the work that we have to do on ourselves to feel whole within ourselves. And if you remember, I think it was episode three or four, maybe five. I can't remember. I'm not that good with, um, you know, uh, detailed memory. But the, I did an episode on the six essential on your spiritual journey. The top one is do the work, go to therapy. You know, it's not meditating. It's not uh, the gratitude or forgiveness practice. It's do the work so that you feel complete within yourself, that you don't feel that you need someone to fill a void or a gap within yourself. And this is the only way you're going to be safe in this twin flame, soulmate, whatever it is, or romantic relationship. But that applies also to, uh, you know, every other relationship, um, friendships, uh, working relationships, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I did do a bit of research and I found that the twin flame concept comes from Plato uh, and his depiction of Zeus who created men and women by splitting an androgynous being into half. 
Now, this concept is only slightly better than Adam and Eve, because at least in this concept, it's one soul that splits into male and female, rather than the female being um, constructed or built from the rib of the man, okay, <laughs> which is super sexist, super misogynistic. So at least, you know, what I can say for Plato and Zeus and that Greek mythology of the twin flame is that it's a little bit less sexist than, than the Christian version. But the motive for Zeus to do that is because he was afraid of the power of human beings, right? As a god, he was afraid that human beings were going to overthrow them, him, sorry. And so he split them in two to weaken them. Now, can you see how just by explaining this concept with this, uh, with the origin, um, how this can be toxic and actually um disempowers it's in the story itself it's at the origin of the story so he believed that splitting them would basically diminish their power and that they would spend their lives searching for the other self rather than worry or wonder why what is zeus doing you know i could think there's a cautionary tale uh with our politicians at this stage how to create a distraction so that we don't look at what's really important and we pursue things that will engulf us and keep us busy uh, and distracted. All right. Uh, so we've discussed the definition of twin flame. Um, what I will say, though, is that um, I actually believe in the idea of, of twin flames and soulmates, but I'm going to tell you, what I feel uh, this is really about, and and then I'll let you make up your mind um, about what you think, because this is this is a, a podcast to help you to think, not to impose dogma on you. So personally, I think why not? You know, twin flames maybe they exist. Uh, it's possible, especially, and this is what I've been shown. I was going for a run, thinking about this episode, and I was shown that. I suppose for me, the twin flame concept makes sense for particularly bright souls, okay? And I'm not judging the size of the soul for how bright they are or how dim they are. But in a way, you can imagine that splitting yourself in two makes sense if you if you know that it's not going to diminish you and that you have enough to, left to keep going rather than um, just as a concept that everybody's going to do it. Because if you split yourself in two and you don't have that solid, strong uh, energy to start with, you are literally at that point uh, weakening yourself exactly as Zeus uh, wants you to. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, of course, I'm putting this with inverted commas because I don't actually believe in the gods. Um, right. I'm going to be told off for that. But um they're very nice archetypes and concepts to play around with ideas. But if we take them too literally, then, and another thing is the same with everything in religion, then we are in for some skewy results. As you might have guessed, I'm passionate about promoting true spirituality in all areas of life, which is why I created the True Spirituality Summit in July 2023. Seven amazing speakers joined me to talk about true spirituality within relationships, creativity, health, money, self-love, parenting, 
and trauma and healing. The summit is free, so why don't you check it out on the Thinkific platform? I am the spiritual lawyer there, and the URL is https column two forward slash spiritual lawyer in one word dot thinkific dot com. So for me, twin flames are two souls who were once one and and have the same energy consciousness, right? But once they've decided to split, they're two completely different individuals and they don't need each other to complete each other. So they can decide to incarnate together. They can decide to incarnate as a couple or not. But they might not even want to live lives connected because they don't need each other to feel whole. They are whole to start with. We're going back to what I've discussed at the very start of this podcast. And I want you to, I almost want you to hear this again and again as a mantra until it becomes your reality, because we need to literally undo the brainwashing that we've heard through so many different channels. Each person on this planet is whole without the need for someone else to complete them, including twin flames, right? And that goes against all the love songs that we are listening to on a regular basis and that we're bombarded with. I have been trying to find a love song that doesn't feel dysfunctional. And believe me, since I've come to realize how dysfunctional most of our romantic relationships are, I have struggled to have to find a song that really resonates with me um, nowadays. You know, most of the love songs will say, I can't live without you. That is not true. It's a lie we tell ourselves. And we set ourselves for not only disappointment, but possibly abuse when we think that way about another person. It's a toxic cultural narrative, okay? If we don't feel complete, we will be prone to love bombing. We will be, um, how do you say, susceptible to obsessive energies about the object of our flame or attention, okay? And of course, we'll be more open to be roped into cults that actually um, monetize on our desire to be in this pure conscious relationship. And we're gonna have a really interesting conversation with my guest next week, Emma Mack, who is a pleasure and consciousness coach, a tantra teacher, a yoga teacher about that very subject. So it's gonna be fascinating for me to be able to have that discussion with her. Uh, because I think Tantra brings a completely different um, approach to all of this. In addition to all this, um, the twin flame concept is embedded in the binary narrative. Okay, it has a religious agenda, and it it promotes the the the, the model of the binary heterosexual couple with children. Right. So uh, we want to deconstruct this because first, it's not inclusive. It's not uh, um, there's no diversity in it and it's oppressive. So, as I said, twin flames can meant they can decide to be in the romantic relationships, but they could also just as much be in a mother child or father child relationship. They could be siblings. They could be friends. They could even be colleagues. And I'm going to add one more thing. You could be in a twin flame relationship with a business because I believe that businesses have souls, actually. So 
um, you could be in a relationship, in a twin flame relationship with a business or um, a legal entity. So, um, and also one more thing is that you might not decide to have a relationship that's both on the earth plane. I'm going to explain. You could decide that one is going to walk the earth whilst the other stays in the spirit world as a spirit guide to you. Okay. Or you could decide to be the spirit guide to your twin flame when they incarnate on this planet. So that's for twin flames. What's the difference between twin flames and soulmates? So for me, soulmates are two people who have a soul contract. It's very simple. Again, it's not necessarily romantic. We can have more than one soulmate, which I doubt we can have more than one twin flame because at the origin, we're split in two, unless we split again. Theoretically, I'm talking completely theoretically here. Uh, but with soulmates, once the contract is complete, once the karma has been cleared, then the relationship ends, right? I've had at least, and I know I've had many, many more than that, but I have identified my mother as a soulmate as well as my first ex. And I'm just, I think my second ex is also a soulmate as well. I'm just not ready to talk about him yet. Whereas I've done a lot of work on my relationship with my first ex and my mum that I feel comfortable talking about it. And sometimes soulmates can feel like enemies. And the reason is because when we, um, when we decide our soul contracts before incarnating, we know that as human beings, once we're on the earth plane, once we're human, we don't learn that much from sunshine and rainbows, right? We learn, sadly, still from conflict and friction. So your soulmates could actually feel like that petty tyrant that's making your life miserable and that you hate and want to avoid like the plague, okay? Now, soul contracts, you need to put it in the context of the work that um, quite a few hypnotherapists and psychiatrists have done in the past um, for our benefit, such as Michael Newton, who wrote Journey of Souls and and Destiny of Souls and some really, really good books where he's um, hypnotized people who talk about their experience between lives. And, and although I haven't read his book in decades, actually, probably 30 years now, uh, what I really loved about it is the idea that it, um, it talks about soul families, uh, soul contracts, uh, and um, also your spiritual blueprint before you come on earth and what you decide to, because I see the, the earth and I was going to make a complete episode about this and I will, I'm sure I will, because it's uh, it's such a fun thing to talk about. I see um, earth as a stage. You know, a lot of people talk about earth as a school to learn lessons and almost like we have to work hard and to improve ourselves because we're not, um, we're not good enough when before we come to this planet and, and we're here to learn and grow and get better. Um, I disagree with most of that. I think all souls are pure and, and uh, complete. Again, that, that idea of completeness from the start. However, what I do know is that we learn best through experiences rather than through theory. So Earth is like this playground or this big stage where we all come and play a role. Beforehand, we decide, I'm going to be this. So uh, we almost decide our character, her persona. 
Uh, we decide whether we're going to be uh, male or female or non-binary. There's so many, so many kids who are born now who don't want to buy into this binary bullshit. Sorry for the word, but and who decide that they're going to be, uh, they're going to explore gender in a completely different way because gender is actually a social construct. I say, bring it on. Earth is a stage, and so just as with any play or script or film, you will have different actors that come together that are going to have different roles. And there's always needs to be a villain for a goodie to be in the film. All right. And although I don't believe in things as black and white as that, I prefer films that have a lot more shades of gray on a certain level. If you see your life as a film and you as an actor that has decided on certain criteria for your character. So you know, even uh, if you decide to be neurodivergent rather than neurotypical, this is a choice you make as an actor on Earth because it's going to set you up for an interesting story. Um, I think there's a danger in the concept, going back to the concept of soulmates, um, and I want to highlight this danger, in, especially in the romantic kind of relationship, because if we forget that we're complete, we can encourage people to become obsessed with other people. Um, and um, apparently, in the concept of twin flames that's taught in spiritual circles, there's a chaser and a runner. I really don't get it. And that we need to stalk uh, our twin flame until they understand that they are twin flames. I think for me, this is completely ridiculous. Um, but um, beware of it becoming your all-consuming purpose because you are going to lose yourself in the concept, in the process, okay? And in a way, this is a way to avoid working on yourself and taking responsibilities for yourself. So um, I'm encouraging you to do the work as I always do. Um, and to avoid that trap of codependency because that's what it is, okay? I I hope this has helped to for you to get um, some idea of the difference between Twin Flame and Soulmates. I want to share a cautionary tale about a person that I knew and also about myself um, because we had similar experiences that have led us astray about our soulmates, okay? So I used to call my second ex my soulmate, and I do believe he's my soulmate, just as I believe, as I said, that my first ex and my mom were my soulmates. Uh, these were not easy relationships. There was a lot of abuse in it. And yet, if I go back to my second ex, I saw him in a dream six months before I met him. And I think this confused me, confused the hell out of me, because I was like, if we're meant to be, if I met him in a dream, why are things going the way they are? And actually, I've had an experience with a person that I know that um, I used to call a friend who was very spiritual, and she saw the face of the man that she um, engaged romantically um, as she was flying to a conference and when she saw him, she was like, yeah, this is my soulmate. And, and this started a, a relationship that I know uh, was very dysfunctional and very abusive. So just because you see your soulmate before you meet them and you feel that there's this deep connection uh, when you meet them that you feel it's meant to be, maybe it is, 
but it could also be because you have a soul contract with that person and that you're going to go on this ride. And I want to maybe just invite you to have that critical eye on it and say, I can stop the ride whenever I want. Okay. Just because you have a soul contract doesn't mean that you have to engage in um, destructive behaviors or allow yourself to be abused. And you need to be able to put a stop. And that actually could be part of the soul contract itself for you to recognize the codependency, for you to recognize the narcissism, for you to um, beware or become more aware of what is abuse and, and what are you going to do to stop it and to keep yourself safe and to step out of your own um, patterns that um, have a tendency to bring you into these kind of relationships that usually lack the boundaries and then we go back almost to the start of this uh, this um, podcast uh, recording where if you feel that you need to be complete by someone else then you're opening the door to all sorts of things happening to you so i do encourage you to go and watch the uh, netflix documentary escape twin flames i do you don't have to because actually i feel in this episode i've given you enough um I am not a relationship coach, so um, I'm not going to tell you more about what a healthy relationship is or not. There are millions of people out there who do this work, but I did want to bring this into the conversation because I think in the spiritual circles and on our spiritual journey, we can come across these concepts, we can be curious, we want to learn, we want to find out, and, and, and I hope I've given you enough information for you to make up your mind. Um, so I would love to hear your stories of soulmates. So if you found this conversation interesting, why not sign up for my newsletter so that we can continue the conversation in a way because I always engage with people on my mailing list. I very happily uh, start conversations. But also it's the best way for you to be notified when the next episode goes live and um I will share the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the, the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I want you, before you go, if I could ask you to be kind enough to rate the podcast and write a review so that more people get to know about the podcast. Please also, if possible, share the episodes with people you think might be interested in listening to them, especially if you've liked them a lot. And um, understand that I'm also available to come and do um, expert talks um, to your communities, your memberships on either intuition in business, spirituality in business, mindset, um, energy, prosperity, and intuition. Thank you so much for listening.